I had to shake him on my last case, big O don't play. guys welcome back to another episode of the musky hunks podcast i'm one of your four hosts this evening ryan reed we are down a hunk again for two straight weeks in a row but we have three other hunks on the line tonight and first and foremost we have mr donnie swank good evening gentlemen what's up donnie good evening sir we also have on the line our northern, most northernest correspondent, Mr. Nick Beasler. I'm excited. I'm not the most farthest north today. Got to be further up. That is true. That's true. And then we also have Mr. Owen Seaman and Big O's Bucktails. Good evening, guys. Good evening, sir. Good to have you boys on the phone. And we are ready to go for this one. So, Owen, why don't we just jump right into this and uh, see what we're going to we got some guests. See who we have yeah, on the line and what we're going to talk about. We have two guests here tonight, and uh, we are very excited because we've been doing a lot of the Musky Max coverage over the last couple of podcasts, and we're going to shift our attention to what is a new show and what you know it looks like. It looks like it's shaping up to be, you know, the every bit of what Musky Max is. So we have the two. Uh, I guess, creators or founders or uh, organizers of the New York Muskie Expo, which is going to be held on April 9th and 10th of 2022. And that's going to be located at the Chautauqua and Chautauqua Suites and Expo Center in Mayville, New York, right around uh, Chautauqua Lake. So we've got Zach Baker from the, the famous Baker Lures. And we've got Steve Gold from the equally famous Trophy Time Leaders, right? Hey, hello. Thanks for having us on. Steve? Hey, thank, thank you, guys. Glad to be here tonight. Glad to be talking about the show. Absolutely. So before we really get started into the show itself, you know, we have two guests. So we normally ask our guests to kind of introduce themselves. So whichever one of you, you know, wants to go ahead and, and tell us a little bit about, you know, yourself what in and how you got involved in the new york muskie expo because just to to jump ahead a little bit you guys are not you know you don't live in the same town you live in separate states so the idea of you guys getting together to make a, a muskie event i think is really interesting and you each have totally separate brands or kind of businesses that are unrelated but you're kind of melding it all together for the you know for for everybody involved yeah, Steve, do you mind if I go first? Yeah, go right ahead, Zach. Yeah, so um, I've been making baits um, going on 13 years. Been doing shows for probably about 12. I've uh, been going down to Butler. That was my first show ever, which turned into the Musky Max. And um, also, I've done Ohio, I've done Chicago. And uh, throughout some of these events, you know, I, I met up with Steve. Uh, first met Steve through just the fishing lures and he's just a good person. Uh, you could pick him out of crowd. Or you, you just know someone that's a good person. So we started doing, you know, like the Musky Max together and uh, developed a friendship. And, you know, throughout talking, Steve, I talked to Steve more than I talked to any member of my family. I talked to him, you know, <laughs> every day, every other day. Steve's, you know, um, Steve now, Zach, where are you from? 
um, Southern Illinois, came up to Rochester, New York in my early teens. Um, I grew up in a divorced family, so my father and I would go on the weekends up to Chautauqua. And from like age 14 on, you know, we just used to cast our suics there. And uh, that's what developed my love, um, you know, for the muskies. Um, yeah, we, we've got a good area. And uh, the muskie fishing, it just sort of, it got into me. Uh, we, we used to do the outpost lakes for Canada to, you know, catch all the pike. And the pike right. led into the muskies. You know, it's you catch, you catch a bunch of pike and you say, hey, what else is out there? And then we started going up to the French River up on the Georgian Bay. And, um, you know, it gave you that wilderness experience with with big fish and uh, i think my first six seven fish came up there casting bucktails in the late late 90s and uh, uh when my father moved you've been away, doing this for a while you've, you've been you've been fishing muskies for a long time now pretty much just exclusively muskies you know since i was 14 um you know some years you know like you have a kid you know jobs you you fish you know more some years than others but it's always been my one oh, yeah. passion um i used to tie flies I used to uh, we've got a great river here in rochester for the steelhead the genesee and i grew up fly fishing it and i started tying my own flies so when you start musky fishing you you know, when when you start creating your own lures, that that goes into all sorts of fishing. So I've oh, yeah. got some, you know, old lures when I was 14, 15 years old that, um, you know, the interest was there. The, the construction, the painting, all that stuff wasn't there, but the interest was there. So uh, I've, I've still got some of those original lures. Um, they're hanging up on my wall. And um, I, I think that's part of what even got me into musky fishing is I remember getting a depth raider, a Joe Booker depth raider when I was like 14. And I was just mesmerized by the size of it. Now, remember, yeah. it's maybe what, six and a half inches long. Right. You know, and I was just like, wow, a fish is going to eat this, you know, and, and, and the lures is it was just as interesting as the fishing to me. So, um, you know, we started doing, you know, the shows, the fishing lures became a full time job. And uh, so that's it, your, so that is your full time job these days. A full-time job, um, you know, just I, I consider it's no different than if I own like a pizza shop, you know, you, right. you, you put in a lot of hours, you work for yourself and um, I could never work for anybody else as hard as I work for myself, you know, yeah. but um, I don't disagree. So I mean, I'm, I'm self-employed and I don't I, I do not disagree one bit. I certainly could you, understand could you work that. as hard for, you know, an employer breathing down your neck. No, you you do what you want because you're passionate about it. You know, yeah. and, and Owen, you're the same with you. You know, either it's in you or it's not in you. Right. Um, We've so. been trying to coach Owen into quitting that stupid lawyer and, yeah. and just go full time <laughs> bucktails, but yeah, not quite there I, yet. I don't think I'm ready to. I don't think I'm ready to make that jump that just yet, there, boys. But hey, you know what? We can all hope. Yeah, no, uh, but getting back, how did Steve and I get connected? I think it was, you know, after Pittsburgh one year, I go, Steve, New York's never had a show. And he goes, you know what? I've always wanted to do a show. I was like, you think we can put it together? And that was maybe late. 2019 that's how long we've been trying to get this going uh we originally had a plan for april of 2020 you know and then life hit we all you know right. had life life happened to us and um 
you know, this this year seems like the corona's going down. Um, we're gonna have the show, you know. Uh, now we're just faced with high gas prices and you know, it's 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 never gonna be a perfect scenario, but I, I think the people have they're fed up. They want some normalcy. You know, um, when I went down to Pittsburgh at the Muskie Max was the first time I felt like my life was back to normal since Corona. Um, but as weird as that might sound, you know, well, no, it a- was Muskie Max of 2020. That was like literally the last weekend before the world shut down. And we if you remember no that. We, no. Yeah. yeah. And a, people were joking about, about it. it. Yeah, the I remember people making jokes about it, like, "Oh, you know, coronavirus," and then literally that next weekend, the world shut down. And so, yeah, yeah I mean, everyone's know. lives we changed. Know. We didn't know if it was, you know, transferred with money. We didn't know if it was transferred. We 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 didn't know, right? You know, right. And then, so after all this, um, we go through, and two years later, it looks like it's finally lined up. Um, out of all the vendors that that originally signed up. You know, most of them are most of them stayed with us. They were understanding, but uh, yeah, yeah. I've just been impressed Ryan, with the. I oh, saw sorry. you had a question, Ryan. No, go ahead, go ahead, Nick. I've been impressed with your guys' giveaways through the whole thing. You've been uh, keep running the incentives and prizes for the hey, the early Steve, bird sales. Steve's the man. Steve is a marketing genius. He knows how to get people's attention. Um one thing I want to say about this show is not only are you guys helping us out right now on the podcast with the Muskie Hunks, you know, um we've had advertising in Muskie Hunter musky inc um steve just got us on the radio all over the counties right around chautauqua um we're we're trying to promote you know social media blasting away it's um anytime you have something new you you just got to get the word out and it still amazes me how many people don't know you know steve hit a real gold mine putting it up on the uh like chautauqua county you know uh yard sale association you know and there's so much interest Everyone that we've been talking to says, you know, this should have been, you know, going on years ago that Chautauqua needs a show. And um, it seems like we're getting nothing but positive support. That's awesome. Absolutely. Steve, tell us a little bit about your business. Okay. Well, first about me, I'm 52 years old and I'm actually going to retire next month from 25 years. Good for you. Nice. And from the time I was a kid, I always tied my own flies, built my own lures. Everything I wanted to do was, and my parents will tell you, I can do it or I want to do it. But my muskie interest started the same as I heard Zach say. In about 84, we started going to Canada and we've only missed one year since. Where did you go? What part of Canada did you go to? I, every single part of Canada. I've been to okay. all, all the provinces. But what got me started was the MEPS number five. And yep. I just love seeing the pipe come up and crush it, which correlated into the muskie coming up and crushing it. And like Zach said about the booker bait, you see a six-inch bait, and well, then we start casting nine-inch baits, ten-inch baits. And the fever just hit me, and... After going to all these musky expos, I finally just wanted to get into the market and I started tying the leaders and come up with the trophy tying leaders. 
And like Zach said, that's where we met and the friendship just took off. And then I added some lures to my arsenal. And ever since then, I've been trying to do all the East Coast shows. And now that I'm retiring, I plan on going out to Wisconsin and Minnesota next year and hitting a couple of those shows and maybe the Chicago show. But most importantly coming up is this New York show because we put so much work into it. And I think you guys are going to see, especially once we get talking about it, the effort and the vendors we have lined up for everybody. Well, yes, yeah, Steve, you and I had a phone call, you know, a couple, maybe a week or so ago, and you were telling me a little bit about, you know, some of the specialty vendors that are going to be there. So, you know, for, I guess for a lot of our listeners that may, may only be familiar with Muskie Max at this point, you know, this is going to be a different type of show. This is not going to be the exact site. It's not going to be the exact same vendors. It's not going to be the exact same people. Like this is a totally different, like, you know, totally different vibe and feel to it. And people, if they make the drive up there to Chautauqua, they are going to have access to things that were not accessible at Muskie Max. Not only that, not only that, Owen, but things that aren't accessible, like, period <laughs> you yeah, know like right. yeah you think about some of these vendors that that uh steve like and zach DKs? exactly and there's going to be a lot you know a lot of that and the canadian influence i think is going to be greater in new york than you know it would be for a pennsylvania show so that's that's really exciting to to see that i know we'll get into that but i just want to make sure i commented yeah so that was one of the things that i really wanted to hit hard here was the differences because people are going to be wondering, like, why am I going to spend this money to drive all the way up there to New York? And I'm talking for the local guys down here. You know, I think for anyone, if you're into muskies, gas money is is a, you know, you're going to spend gas money. You're going to spend that, whether it's a little higher or a little lower, that comes and goes with the territory, you know, and that's that's the fact of the matter. You know, every year you take a risk of, you know, that it being uh, high. I mean, think about it last year for the last two years last year you know you haven't been able to do anything so if it costs you a couple extra bucks to get there like i think the differences in this show are going to prove to be worth it for uh for whatever drive people are going to make and that's what we want to talk about now i i think that's huge steve how you talked about the uh local advertising around there because every time i'm at chautauqua there's you know local guys that you run into that they don't go anywhere else. They, you know, I mean, they don't, uh, they don't go down to Pittsburgh. They don't, they're, they're Chautauqua, you know, local people, but they're, they're musky fishing up there. And you know, I mean, that's I a, a real yeah, untapped I, audience. I, I can't tell you how many people I've, I've spoken with that this is going to be the first show they've ever been to. I mean, down where you guys live, it's pretty close to get to Ohio. It's pretty close to get to Pittsburgh. And you guys are used to that. Um, up here, a lot of these guys have never traveled. I was talking to Rich Clark from uh, Signman Charters up on the St. Lawrence. Richie's been doing, Richie's been at this game forever. And he's so excited to come down for his very first ever musky show. And, and, That's awesome. that in, and, and that really, I had to sit back and I go, Rich, you've never been to a musky show, you know? And I, I take it for granted because, you know, most years I try to do one, two, and I've been doing it for, you know, more than a couple of years. I, I'm used to it. 
you know, and for a lot of these people, it's going to be their very first time. And we're trying to make it as cool as possible. I mean, you know, the door prizes, the vendors, the seminars, uh, we have an electronics, um, we have Garmin there. I've never been to a show where, you know, they're doing electronics, you know, electronic seminars, you know, um, all the, all the live imaging, all that stuff's new. And a lot of people have questions. Um, so that, I think that's, that's a pretty cool, you know, there's a lot of cool things that are going on with the show, but, um, you know, just from electronics to vendors being their first show, you guys mentioned DK, you're talking about one of the most in-demand builders in America right now. This is his first show. I mean, he's been building baits for, you know, 10, 12 years, and this is his first show. I mean, that's huge. You know, we're really lucky to have some big names. Joe Peterson coming in from Minnesota. We have Headlock, you know. So that's, um, that, that's a great point because, you know, we talked on the podcast uh, maybe last week or it was our Muskie Max recap. And, you know, one of the things we talked about was how clear it was how there, there are draws at these Muskie shows. You know, like there are it's it's like a good band or whatever. You know, there are bait makers that bring people in the door. Zach, for you, like you, if you didn't show up at Musky Max, I'm not sure. And I said this on the last podcast, you know, I'm not sure what the door door take is if you're not there because you see how the guys line up to, for your baits. And so it, I guess what I'm saying is you're going to have not only you there, Zach, but we have a number of other people who are, considering you know considered at that top level where you are in demand like people would line up for your baits and make an effort to actually get your baits and, and, and one thing that's different about this show is you know um we were, you know, Steve did a lot of this. Um, you, you're reaching out to these people, letting them know that we want you there. You know, um, we're, we were contacting them. We're like, hey, you're an important person in the industry. It would be very important if you came to our show, you know, and, and I think people appreciated, you know, that. And they signed up and they've been patient with us through the ups and downs of trying to put this on. So what, you know, what, what other bait may, I know you got headlock coming or yeah. I guess super, that's yeah. supernatural baits is the, is the, the technical bait name, right? So you want to talk about people that aren't at our normal, you know, um, Ohio Muskie Max things. Is that what you want yes. to talk about? Yeah. Okay. Kind of the differences. Like what, what's the draw to New York as opposed to, Hey, I was just at Muskie Max three weeks ago. I just spent my wad there. Like, why would I drive up to New York? Hawaii, you know, just, just the different bait makers, you know, you, you have people that don't usually come east of Chicago and, um, you know, uh, you got Roger Waters, H2O. I mean, he's, he's big out there. Uh, we we're talking about headlocks, headlocks, is, he, you know, there's no bigger person out in Minnesota. Every boat out there has got headlocks. Um, really? and they work great around here. I know a pine Matumi, you guys crush them on them, you know, um, uh, Steve got Matt's real repair to come. You know, everyone's got a reel that, you know, either the thumb bar doesn't come up right or the drag's a little loose, you know, and uh, there's Steve, maybe you could tell him about the deal about bringing reels. Is Matt yeah, that's what I, I wanted to really talk about was Matt's real repair being there. Yeah. yeah with, with everything going on in the world, like I order wholesale reels for guys. And I've had reels ordered for over a year and still don't have them. 
everybody's in such short supply. So when we talk to Matt, Matt's also in short supply. So what he's wanting to do is we set up a program. If you have any old reels laying around, and if it's a reel that he can use, he's going to purchase that reel for cash off of you at the show. So bring your old reels, yeah. trade it into him. You know, if you got an old reel that's junk, that might buy you a Baker Bait. That might buy you a Trophy Town Leader. Right. It might buy you a hot dog. I don't care what you buy, but <laughs> you know, it. It's a it's a rare thing that you can take something to a show and get something out of it. Yeah, and everybody's and, got that that box of clutter that exactly. So, and there's always a post online. Hey, I need someone to send a reel to to get it repaired. Well, he's going to be there. Bring your reel in if you don't want to sell it. Drop it off to him to save the postage, and he'll mail it back to you when it's finished. Oh. It's, that's that's a nice little nice little deal there. Right. So I mean we tried to put a lot of these extras in there like that. And you was talking guys coming from different locations, different from the Max, different from Tony shows in Ohio. I mean, we got guys coming from Kentucky. We got guys coming from here in West Virginia that this will be their very first show. And these guys are selling top-notch baits at a very, very low price. I mean, they're these guys are putting out amazing products. You got Hog Molly baits, you got Wade's custom lures. I mean, these guys are just getting started. Some's been started for a while, but you got so many different vendors from so many different areas. <clears throat> and they're bringing their audience as well. And like like Zach said, you got the heavy hitters with Joe Peterson and Duff with Supernatural and DK or Zach. I mean, you got all these big guys, and then you got Chaos. Rick's bringing his full arsenal. There'll be so many rods and baits. I mean, it's just going to be a great place to spend your tax return a week or two before most people's season opens. <laughs> and and a couple of the extra things we're doing, any of the veterans that come through the door, we're going to give them an extra ticket when they come through to give them an extra chance for the door prize. And Zach, like Zach said about the Garmin, we lined it out with the only salesmen in the United States for Garmin. They're going to have their booth set up because everybody's talking about live scopes. I don't care yeah. if you're a if you're even if you're not a Garmin user, I guarantee you've had a conversation about livescape. Okay, you're going to be able to see from one of the best. The guy that's doing the demos, he is renowned. He is the best on the Garmin's. So, like Zach said, how many shows can you walk up to, and instead of walking in a retail store and looking at a graph and saying, oh, my God, that's $3,500. You get to see why you're spending $3,500. Well, that's uh, the Garmin thing. Are they going to be running any type of, you know, financial incentive or which, I, you know, I don't blame them if they don't. A lot of that stuff never gets discounted, you know, so I get that. that. But, that, you know, is there going to be, be any surprise. type of special? That okay. Be a surprise. Yeah, that would oh. be a surprise at the show. 
I don't even have a boat. And I need me a live scope. I know. Oh, believe me. Um, I got my eyes on that. Everyone, everyone has their eyes on live scope right now. It, exactly. And I'm, a, I mean, I've got it. It, it's been a great tool. I absolutely love watching it. I've learned a lot from it. It makes you feel like an insecure angler because <laughs> now you get to see all the fish that you don't catch. <laughs> but it can help you. But honestly, the same feature with hummingbird, dormant, or any of them, the side scan is probably to me more important than the live scope. Yeah. I mean, so that, that's just my opinion. But, um, but like I said, that's just one of the draws to the show is because that's such a hot topic is the last good. Well, let me ask is going back to Matt's real repair. Is he going to yeah. have any, like, does he recondition recondition reels and sell them? Like, so is he going to have yeah. any used reels for sale? Yes. There'll be reels there for sale. And like I said, he'll be taking reels to repair and he'll be purchasing reels. Cause I think that's something that is kind of underrated is the idea of buying a, uh, a a used reel that has been reconditioned by somebody who really knows what they're doing. You know, like it's not like you're buying a used reel off of Craigslist or something like that. Like you're buying a reel by someone that that ha- uses the right parts and, and, and really knows what the hell he's doing. I'd be a lot more confident spending money on a used reel like that as opposed to buying it on eBay or something like that. That's exactly. What yeah. Definitely like a cult for some of those discontinued models, like even the the round reel Dakotas and stuff like that, older uh, Calcuttas, and there's guys that just swear by that stuff. So, but yeah, go ahead, Steve. No, go ahead. But along with the match reel repair, we got several of the guides together. We're giving away five different guide trips at the show. We're giving away one from Mike Holbrook. Whether you like him or you don't like him, the dude catches big. He catches big fish. You got Jason Quintano's big fish. Ken Trail, big fish. Gibson, God Service, 21 years old, and the boys lighting the musky guides on fire. And then you got Vance right there where the show's being held on Chautauqua Lake. So you got Muddy Creek, Gibson's God Service, Rock on Charters, Fins and Grins, and Holbert's God Service. We're giving away all five of those trips Sunday at the show. They're going one to be for each hunk. One for <laughs> each hunk. I hope you guys win. Is that is that going to be a raffle? Is that going to be a raffle type of thing, or what? How's that going to be done? Done. That is going to be a raffle. It's ten dollars a chance, and if we sell ten tickets, or if we sell a hundred tickets. What we're doing with the money is we'll be giving the money to the Muskie's Inc. I think it's Chapter 69 up there for a cribbing project. Yeah. So, yeah, that's so, something you guys, uh, Ryan, you might be interested in is, um, who was it? It was probably 2019 when I was uh, president of the club. Uh, the weed killer, you know, is, it was always been a big topic since this, since they reintroduced it on Dish Chautauqua. And um, what happens a lot of times is the weed killer they put down will drift into other areas and take out more area than, um, you know, they had planned. So one of the proposals that we brought up to the state is, you know, can we can you put cribs in there? 
Uh, with it being a natural lake, you know, it took a couple of years for them to get back to us. But this winter, it was finally okayed for three spots in the lake to get supplemental structure. And um, with doing the show in Chautauqua, Steve and I felt like we needed to do something for the lake. You have to give it back to the area. You have to get that local support. So we're going to do all we can to, um, you know, try to help fund this crib project. Um, what exactly does that mean? Like, uh, tell me a little bit about the, that. Like, all right. The, the pesticides. The so the so herbicides. They've been, putting, they've, been they've been putting the herbicides in Chautauqua the past what maybe you know a half dozen years pretty heavy, and you know it, it affects a lot of different things. So uh, something that Chapter sixty nine thought about you know you see the habitat improvement. We we looked at the Fishery Commission in Pennsylvania for most of it, and a lot of their literature is found online. And uh, what's going to be put into the lake, they have two by uh, two foot by four foot cribs, and then there'll also be four foot by four foot um, cribs. And these will be put together, again, wood from the Amish. Uh, they will be, you know, put together by volunteers and dropped off into the lake um, with the Fish Commission. And it'll be everywhere from Bemis Bay all the way down to the cribs in the south end. And they're going to put these them along the line. Do these What's help that? like all do these help all all species or are these just musky, you know, specific? No, I mean these these cribs that are gonna be put in, I guarantee there's gonna be a bass tournament one off of one. I guarantee there's gonna be a limit of crappie taken off the the another. I guarantee, you know, a walleye will be taken off the next. It's gonna improve the, right. the whole uh, lake. Um uh, they say that a lake with structure in it, adequate uh, structure, can hold 30% more um, population density of, of the fish. So if you do have a lake that's just a giant bathtub, you know, it's a, the structure there isn't going to be as good as something that, you know, if you have structure, you're able to get, you know, a lot more fish, a lot more carrying capacity. Nick, so. op Operation Sink a Pontoon Boat on Canadota. <laughs> I uh I can guarantee I can guarantee something else about those cribs. I Tell can I can guarantee to you I snag half the baits that I buy in New York on every single one. Right. Cribs. How many bakers how many bakers are collected up on those things, huh? That'll be a, a secondary fundraiser. Yeah, it's not like it's not like we're gonna put them right out there in the main trolling grounds. And that's what everyone's concern is. Because when you go to Chautauqua, if you get snagged, you, you got to try pretty hard to get snagged there. Yeah, that's and, a, I, th uh, I think I remember you said what was it somewhere in the six deeper than six foot. Yeah, they're, they're looking six to nine foot of water. So most of us aren't, you know, usually there's going to be weeds in there anyway. So when those weeds are taken out, they want something, you know, where we want something to, <laughs> in that same area. <laughs> so, you know, it's not going to be out in your main trolling grounds. You know, I don't think <laughs> the goal is to not lose baits, you know, but add to the lake. So that's uh, it's the first time anything like this has really been done on the lake. Yeah, that'll kind of work out well with the way Chautauqua opens. It's not open for that early, you know, I mean, when they're right up on shore. So you, you don't have to worry about the short line snagging. Yeah, no, if if anything, it's gonna, it'll help out the casters a lot more than the trollers. If, if anything, it may hurt the trollers because the fish might be, you know, in a little shallower in the cribs. But um, that's... 
you know, the, the goal is to make the lake better, you know, and there's some controversy, you know, around it for every person that says they like it. There's, you know, another person that says, is, you know, it's a natural lake. You shouldn't touch it. You should keep it natural. And, you know, the, the arguments of that is how natural is weed killer, you know, and then you go right. back and forth. Right. So. I agree with you, Zach. I, I think that's yeah. going to be a, a good deal for that lake. And then and eventually they will rot out. So if it turns out to be the worst idea that anyone's ever had and everyone's pointing the finger at me and says I ruined the lake, you know, within 10 it years, would. it'll be, yeah, within, you know, a few years, it'll all be rotted out anyway. So, um, yeah, it's non-permanent structure, but that's one of our big goals is to try to give back to the lake, you know, because I've, you know, I've got so many memories there over, what, 28 years, you know, so. Is that the main lake that you fish or do you do you expand out and fish other lakes in New York? Oh, no, I, I, like every, everywhere from Chautauqua to St. Lawrence. Um, I tell you right now, Pennsylvania and Ohio are some of my favorite places to fish. But, um, you know, with a kid, you know, I've got a teenage son who's, you know, involved in sports. And, oh, man, you know, I, I get it, man. I got yeah, three kids are, and, and that, that yeah, stuff yeah. definitely affects, affects your ability to get out and fish. Yeah, those extended trips become less and less and you get more and more to your, you know, local, your closest waterway. But, um, you know, like I said, there's some years that we get to fish a lot and there's other years that we don't get to fish much, you know, because life's busy. But I think right now we're all pretty amped up and we want to make it the best season we've ever had. And, uh, you know, this this show is, I think, going to help a lot of people with their best season. You know, you're going to be able to talk to There'd be a lot of times. So I used to run the I used to run the tournaments for Chapter 69 up here, and um, you know there'd be a lot of times where you'd get off the water and you're like, oh, today sucked. You know, I had one on and I lost it. It was a garbage day. You know, and then you meet someone else that might have been casting and they got four today. You know, and then you and then you start realizing, you know, just because you struggled today doesn't mean everyone struggled. And a lot of times there's a lot of tricks to it. Um, hopefully these seminars that you know the, that everyone can come to up in new york at the show you're able to find out some of those little tips and those little techniques that may be able to get you a couple more fish in a year um, so who are the so who are the main you know who are the main draws in terms of presenters that uh at the show okay you can't really pick that because everybody's important without without everyone there we want to be able to do it so i i that's that's up for the individual person to decide when you look at our vendor list there's a few there's a bunch of big names but to me they're all equally important you know it's you if you're missing a spoke in the wheel you have a weak spot right i think owen's talking seminars is that what you're thinking yeah, yeah. present presentations yeah. seminars okay. you know, albert you got vance you can trail um Captain Chaos is going to put one on. And then Sunday at like noon, they have me. And I was just thinking today when I was painting, I go, if it's anything like the musky back Sunday at noon, there's going to be people packing up. There's going to be, you know, no <laughs> one there. And here I am all nervous, you know, to put on my, you know, I've done little presentations for like the Niagara Musky Association and, you know, the club around here, but I've never looked out at a room, you know, that's, that's chock full of people. So, uh, you know, it was good that it was good. It was good that we're going last, right? 
Is your presentation going to be uh, like tactic oriented or bait making? It's just, it's just no nonsense. You know, uh, coming into the musky fish and you hear a lot of folklore. I don't know of any other fishing that, that there's such, you know, tales and stories about, you know, you have to do it this way and you have to do it that way. There's a lot of mystique to musky fishing, I think. Right. And um, I just want to give you a no nonsense, you know, uh, approach, you know, things that have helped me win tournaments on Chautauqua, things that, you know, why does one person catch one fish in a day and another person catch three, you know, consistently? What are they doing different? You know, and I, I just want to share some of the things, you know, I've fished with a bunch of guys, I've fished with a bunch of, you know, knowledgeable fishermen, and a lot of them have certain characteristics they do, you know, that are similar. Um, you know, and just, just give you a no nonsense, you know, approach to it. Swank, go ahead. You had a question. That was, that was my question. I was just going to ask if we could get an idea what Zach's presentation was going to be about. So Nick beat me to it. Yeah, no, just, um, <laughs> yeah, to separate, you know, the facts from the fiction. And, um, it's a lot of times it's not as complicated as we make it. We're just waiting on the fish. You know, you can be doing the right thing in the right spot with the right lure. And a lot of times you just have to wait for those fish to, you know, get active. And right. uh, the, the mental game is 90% of it. it. Because we get such little feedback from the fish a lot of times, it's not like we're bluegill fishing or crappie fishing and, you know, we're getting a lot of feedback from the fish. A lot of times you don't get any feedback until it's time. And, you know, so the mental, the mental games are huge. Am I doing the right thing? Should I be here? Should I be there? Should I be running $9 perch or should I be running orange belly perch? You know, it's... um what in my opinion what really matters it kind of brings us back to the garmin live scope issue with it within like i before garmin live scope like zach is saying there's so little feedback i think with the, what i'm hearing from guys with garmin live scope is that at least with casting you can get a little bit more feedback in terms of where you're not seeing fish on a normal day like you're now seeing that you you're you know, whatever presentation you're making is at least having some type of, you know, effect on it via Garmin live scope, as opposed to, you know, if you're trolling around, you could have, you could have fish following your, your baits, you know, a hundred times in one troll around the lake, but you don't get one hit and you walk away from that, that day thinking, man, this shit sucked today. You know, I, I you know, these baits are terrible and blah, 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 but it could have, you could have had more follows on that bait than, than on anything else you know what i mean yeah steve steve's got yeah. the um the garment on his boat i do not and uh, i think it would drive me crazier than anything uh, you know just to watch the fish come up to the baits you know follow them for a while and then just take off i don't know how i would i would have meltdowns i would have i would have complete meltdowns <laughs> i just want to say that i'm going to sit in the front row during zach's seminar and the only question i'm going to ask i might i might ask the same question 24 times, but I'm going to ask, Hey Zach, how much line out, how much line out <laughs> on the five, how much line out on the seven for every month of the year? Yeah. But here's the thing, you know, your, your the amount of year the line that you put out and the line that I put out, you know, our base could be totally different. Right. Oh yeah. No, yeah. I was just giving you, I want to just give you a hard time. I don't want to heckle uh -huh. you. I just, I mean, I have a million, time. believe me, Zach, I have a million questions for you as a bait maker, you know, and this well, isn't Steve the makes, podcast. 
Steve makes it's, baits too. So I know. Yeah. Well, no, actually, no. I, I that was champion. one of the things I have on my list to talk about. Steve is that is that he's making baits, and the stuff he's making looks pretty cool. You know, just so the bait making side aside, you know, we're I guess more or less this podcast is more to talk about the New York show, but I mean, I could have I could. I could pepper you with a billion questions about your bait making, what you got, what got you started and, and all that stuff. But I don't, I don't think we, we intend to go down that road here tonight. I don't know. I guess. How about this one? Do you either, are either of you guys bringing anything special for the New York show? Since it's your own, I know your own Steve baby. Is. Steve, <laughs> you can tell him about what you've been working on. Oh, what is that? Twisted uh, wires. Oh, wire weed? Are they weed catchers? No, nah, those are for wire free baits. Zach told me I need to step my game up. Oh, you need to move we're... up the wire through baits? Is that what he's saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, guys. I'm losing my voice. You're fine. That's all right. Um, but now I'll just have a lot of bigger baits because every builder builds baits for his area. And the area I build baits in is your three inch, four inch, and five inch baits. If yeah. I build a if I build a nine inch bait here in West Virginia, it's going to be a nine inch bait that I set to look at for ten years, but I'll never right. sell it. <laughs> right. That's how so, I found with 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 the bigger baits with Musky Max. You know, with the bigger blades, like guys just don't don't buy them. But you know, I'm sure with the New York show with the Canadian guys coming down, that's going to be a little different story. That's right. exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. you go you go up to certain places that don't fish. You go, I mean, you go up to the St. Lawrence, and you know, every single nobody's gonna run a five inch bait, you know. And you go to a place like Chautauqua, and that's what that's your bread and butter. So we're we're hoping to get some of the Canadians uh, to come down and some of that Great Lakes influence with with the bigger baits. Um, I was gonna say. What do you have? Uh, do you, do you get quite a few uh, ticket sales from Canadians? There, there's been a lot of interest from Canadians, and now the Odyssey. There was a little conflict for a while. They was on the same day, but now we got our shows on different dates, and a lot of Canadians have said they're making the trip down on Saturday. Yeah, I saw and, um, Slobland on there. That's a big big yeah. you know, yeah. Canadian staple. Yeah, yeah, I reached out to Slobland and I haven't heard anything back. I wanted to see if I could get them on, if I could get Kyle on the podcast, but haven't heard anything back yet. We'll see if that turns out to anything. Well, you can come and ask them at the show, right? Yeah. yeah. Might, yeah. might even have to record an episode at the show. Yeah. So so when this when I, when I first started talking to Steve about that, I was like, Steve, you think we could have a show from New York? He's like, yeah, I think we can do it. I was thinking of something probably about 25% of the size that it ended up. You know, I, I never would have thought we'd have, you know, see what, 62 vendors? Yeah, we got a lot of different vendors from all over. You know, I, I, I was thinking, you know, if we could get 30, we'd be lucky, you know, and uh, Steve's, Steve's magic. Steve knows everyone. Steve knows everybody. You know, and uh, I, I couldn't imagine doing it with anybody else, you know. So I'm, I'm lucky that, you know, the world, you know, linked us up. And, uh, yeah, 
try to get it, try to just try to put on the best show. I mean, Steve and I have done a lot of shows, so there's certain things that we like and certain things we don't like. Um, something that I've only done a handful of times has been able to stay at the same hotel that the exhibits at the last time I did that, I think it was in Chicago, in Chicago, maybe five years ago, but it's so nice to, to go to a place, you know, you park your car on say Friday, you know, and you don't have to touch it again until you go home on Sunday, you know, you can eat, you can drink, um, you can have all your entertainment. It's right there. I mean, there's uh, what other show can you go to as a, you know, as, as a consumer, wake up in the morning and see if Steve Gold likes hot sauce on his eggs. You know, everyone's <laughs> going to be eating, you know, breakfast <laughs> together. You know, you're going to be able to see, you know, does Zach drink his beer out of a bottle or a glass? <laughs> you know, there's there's going to be a lot of interaction between the customers and I think the bait makers more than I've ever seen, you know, um, at, at the shows I've been to. Um yeah, I just think that the interaction between the customers and the vendors is going to be, you know, unprecedented. So, oh, I'm still, I think you know, that's talking? something that's really cool. I mean, that honestly, like, I never, I didn't even really think about it from that aspect until Zach just said that. But that's that's a really neat way to look at it. Just going to the Musky Max and stuff. You know, I always look forward to getting a chance to talk to the bait makers and stuff and being able to stay there in the same place with them and really maybe get to pick their brains a little bit more in the evening. Like I love, I know I'd love to pick Zach Baker's brain about the St. Lawrence. Cause I'm making my first trip there this year. Love, maybe, maybe if I buy you'll, him a couple of beers, he'll tell me something about you'll it. Question, you'll question your decision the whole time. <laughs> I could have I stayed home and caught two or three fish a day, but instead I'm up here banging my question in my life, you know, <laughs> No, no, and, and and that's what's cool. So on Saturday, the show's gonna go from nine to five. And something that's really cool that Steve and I have seen is at the Ohio show, after the show's over, they do a lure swap. You know, and and uh, we had talked about it, and you know, um, after the show on Saturday, uh, you, you get to bring some of the lures that you know. You, everyone's got extra lures. I don't care who you are. Um, you get to bring them there and see if anybody else wants them. You know, a little bit of flea market um, experience. All we ask is that you know, the, no, don't don't sell anything that you got at the show and don't if you're a vet you know if you're a bait builder you know just don't bring a lot of your stuff to sell at the raffle table instead of getting a booth right well that's pretty cool i mean so when is that going to be and is that at the same place all righty yeah so yeah. saturday uh nine to five is going to be the show after five o'clock when when we shut, you know, the booths down. We're going to go over, you know, have ourselves a beer and, you know, bargain and barter with some, with some lures we have, you know, uh, I, I know I've got some, you know, like extra long lip uh, legend perch baits and I'm just like, Ooh, you know, Ooh. I've been sitting around for years. I mean, have you, have you seen them? I mean, the, the lips yeah. probably twice the size of a normal one. And I'm like, you know, I bet you someone would enjoy that. Yeah. You know, just you know, there's a lot of stuff you picked up. We all pick up stuff over the years that, you know, we might not use as much as you know another person. Would. Well, hey guys, and like Zach said, we're all staying. Most of us are staying under that same roof right there at the Expo Center. So we went ahead and pre-ordered everybody pizzas for that little swamp event. Oh. 
We bought the food. You guys buy the beer. We, <laughs> we can take care of that. We, we, we will bring that. <clears throat> That was the thing that jumped out to me when I saw the uh, the vendor line out or the organization chart where the booths are, the cash bar right in the the showroom. Yeah, that's that's another thing. I haven't seen a bar at a show really since Chicago. You know, it's, that's um, a game changer. And, and and if you notice, Steve's booth is right next to the bar. My booth is right <laughs> next to the bar. I mean, we know where it's gonna be, you know. But so so yeah, if you come and you know, let's say you want to get there for one of the high demand builders, and you you get your um, Steve mentioned that we got a block of the rooms. Um, for anybody that might be interested in going that hasn't got a room yet at the Chautauqua Inn and Suites, if you call up and met, uh, mention the Fishing Expo, uh, we're able to get a discounted rate of $89. Um, I know that they're filling up like crazy, so if anyone's listening, uh, wants to get there Friday, Saturday, spend the night, um, $89. So if, you know, if I was going... And let's say I wanted, you know, a high demand bait. You know, you get there Friday night, you get to hang out with all the lure makers. You know, there's a bar right there. So you're able to talk to everyone. You spend the night, you get in line early, you know, um, you get your lures, you hang out all day. There's a lure swap at the end and you never had to touch your car, you know, and that's nothing that's really nice. Absolutely. Like the all-inclusive type of factor, like you can make it a weekend if you, you know, make it a little trip where you can spend the night, you know, have a couple beers, not have to worry about driving home, not have to worry about, you know, taking a trek anywhere. Uh, enjoy, enjoy talking to some of the bait makers. You know, I, that, that sounds like a, a very good idea to me. Yeah. And there's a couple of restaurants there at, at the, in a conference center. Um, they'll be open both nights. Um, and also for lunch, you know, so you can eat, drink, you know, get all your musky stuff there. Um, and that's and that's something that we we really wanted to find, you know, for the people because we know it's a lot better experience. Can we go now? Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm ready. I heard, I heard Dan Lawton's already in line. No. Dan, Brian Dan does is. like to be the first in line. Dan, Dan, is, Dan has been the first in line since I've, I think since I met Dan, and you know, I think I think Ryan's right there every year, also, right? Yep. Unless he yeah. takes an elbow, I'm getting I'm getting too we old for we, this. We don't talk about that. I'm no. getting I'm getting too old for this stuff. I can't I can't be going out at the shows at midnight the night before. You know, Max this year there were people out there at 7:30 p.m. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure we if we post this, Dan's going to be on his way. He'll be- <laughs> there, there might be people out there right now. That's right. Hey, guys, so, yeah. another, another good thing we're doing is. After going to all these shows, I'm not seeing a lot of younger fishermen. And we got to get more and more youth involved. So we're putting bags together. And when kids come through, we're going to give them some free baits. The guys have been donating. Because we got to get the youth involved, or it's going to be a bunch of old men must be fishing one day. All right. So what Steve is saying is that we're putting a call out there to our listeners. If you got any, you got any old baits that you don't use anymore. Maybe they're undersized. Maybe they're your MEPS number five right there, you know, or stuff like that. Um, 
bring them up, bring them in and know that you can make some kid happy. And you know what? He might even change his life. You know, he takes that lure out, catches a fish. I mean, how did we all get started? Right. For sure. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. I, Absolutely. I'm, I'm not kidding you guys. The first day that we posted that on the New York expo page, I had guys from Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Canada, PA, all the states on the East Coast sent messages. Hey, we're sending the baits to put the kids. That's awesome. That's and, awesome. I mean, that's amazing. Oh, yeah. So it's just, it seems like when you start going good, good gets rewarded. Just like hard work. So it's true. We're, we're hoping we get more and more kids to come and get more and more kids involved in the sport. So, uh, now the I mean, Chautauqua, the oh. Chautauqua area. I'm sorry. Go ahead, someone else. No, I was just gonna say that's the future of muskie fishing right there. I mean, that's. Go ahead, Donnie. Exactly. Your hand up. Uh, I mean, to take that a little further, I, just so we're clear, like uh, if somebody wants to donate to this, they bring the stuff to the show, or they can they get it to you beforehand somehow. Like, what would be the best way for them to do that? Because I, I definitely they have baits laying around that i'd love to send your way they can bring it to the show and we'll have a box set up at the ticket booth or they can just send me a pm on facebook under steve gould or trophy time leaders and lures or to zach baker and we'll just give you our address and just mail them to us okay awesome yeah, that's you know, super cool. It's it's when you add up all these little things, you know, between the raffles, the door prizes, the guide trips, you know, getting the trying to get the kids involved. This is what is making this show hopefully different than the others that are out there. I mean, we've Steve and I are veterans, you know, we've been on the road. We we've been to different shows and we've had three years to bounce these ideas, you know, back and forth. And it just seems like seems like the ball's going in the right direction. Yeah, and, and that's what I like about it. It's, it's definitely an attempt to expand on what's already out there. And I think if people are just going to repeat what's already out there, okay, that's fine. You know, wash, repeat, whatever. But, you know, you guys adding some things, adding some aspects to this this show that are not available at other shows, I think is really what 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 is the difference at this point. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. And, you know, to, to have people come, have let them have a good experience, you know, and then, and then hopefully we have, you know, another show and another what show. What is, what's the muskie, uh, is that's not open muskie season on Lake Chautauqua at that time, is it? Uh, no, you're looking at the third weekend of May. So okay. That's, that's another thing we talked about is the timing. You know, a lot of these muskie shows, you know, are in January, February, and it's it's so far from our fishing season up here. Like our Great Lakes don't open until, you know, a month after our inland do. You know, so our, our season's pretty short. Um, right. So to have a show that would be over the middle of winter, it really didn't make sense. We wanted to wait for the weather to start breaking for that excitement, you know, and by having the last show of, of the year, um, this is, you know, a lot of, for most people, this is their last chance to get something custom, something that's going to be different than all the other boats out there on the lake. You know, what do you have that's different? And sometimes that makes a big difference, you know, you to have that new bait. Oh yeah. Did you see the, uh, 
the state, I just got that email from the state of New York that they changed it to just June 1st, not this year, but subsequent years for, for Muskie. Oh, news to me. I've been stuck in the basement yeah. squirting, squirting chartreuse paint. You know, I thought, so. thought that was surprising. <laughs> what are you painting right now, Zach? You got, you got like a cross between a catfish, a bass, and a, oh, a I, I, painted, I painted one today called Candy Bar. Brand new color. It's funny how, you know, 13 years, I'm sure, I'm sure you get this time, you know, the big old bucktails and stuff. You know, you do some all the time. You're like, oh, what happens if I try this? You know, and sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't, right? Uh, believe me, I'm not I'm not that far far enough along into my my painting career to 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 have that happen. But I can imagine after a couple of years of doing it, yes. I mean, I see some of the paint jobs that you guys do, and it's like, holy shit! Like how many different layers, and you know how much forethought has to go into that. Like, Steve's what's my first layer? Gills. What's my second layer? What's my third layer? Hey, what's Steve's my fourth got a blue layer? Steve's got a bluegill. I remember asking him, Steve, that's a pretty nice bluegill. He told me like nine layers of paint to get that. I just it's shook insane. My head. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> hey guys, I'll tell you, it's not worth it. You'll catch just as many on an all white. Yeah, <laughs> white or bright. That's what they say in Ohio. Catching fishermen. Yeah. Yeah. I don't do good on but white. If, you, if you don't enjoy if you don't enjoy painting in painting like that, you know, you're in trouble, you know. Yeah. But if you enjoy it, if yeah. it's a way to take your mind off of things and it's a, you know, it's it's a, it's an escape. If, if, if there's a lot of people that just I mean, for me, I I just thoroughly enjoy it, it using it as an escape. You know, and it's it's my creative outlet. It's I'm not the most creative person. My dad is a is an artist for god's sake and i can't i can't paint anything but i do my best with bucktails but some of you guys man these paint these paint schemes are just well, next oh, level when, when you were talking about an escape from life isn't that why we go musky fishing I'll absolutely right now, man when i when i'm musky fishing if i start thinking about my work or what bills i have to pay you know you gotta slap, slap yourself and say you know you you worry about that when you're at home this is your mini i call them mini vacations Absolutely. you know you, you, you've got kids you know that sneaking out for a saturday morning out on the lake is a lot of times it's, it's a luxury you know i don't get to fish as much as i want to so when i get out there you enjoy it more Absolutely, man. And that's, that's actually, I, about five years ago, I made a pivot in my life where I decided that I wanted my time to be spent, my, my free time to be spent near a lake with my kids, as opposed to, I was a golfer and like, I was a member at a country club and every, every all my time was spent at a country club. And I just like made this giant shift in my in my entire life view. And I was like, you know what, that is the last place I want I want to be. Well, if you I can have, do that when you're older, right? You can yeah, do that you can do it right, exactly, exactly. And I couldn't do that with my kids. Where now, you know, it, I've I've spent a little bit of money to 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 put myself, you know, where a place where I can spend this time with my kids. I, I bought a, a little cottage on a lake so that I could, if I have an hour, I can go out and and fish, as opposed to it being, oh, you know, you know, Owen left the house and he drove to the lake and he's fishing, you know, it, it, it becomes more part of the whole family, you know, if you can include everybody in it and bringing my kids into it has been incredibly important to me. And, and just, I guess, moving the entire family towards the lake, towards outdoors, towards if you're going to spend time outdoors, let's do it on the water, do it on a boat instead of, you know, 
in a chlorinated pool or, you know, you know, wherever else artificially you're going to spend your time. And it's good to teach your kids to grow up to be, you know, a little bit of that redneck. You know, you get a little mud yeah. between your little sunburn, a little mud between your toes, a mosquito bite and a big fish picture. You know, the I, fact I, that my kids, my kids swim in a lake yes. like I never did, man. Like I, I, and I grew up lakes? going to the lake. Will yeah. you swim in a musky lake? I'm terrified. I'm the biggest baby of swimming. <laughs> those those days kids. when it's 90 degrees and you're like, all right, yes. I want to hop in. Oh, and I'm the biggest baby you've ever met. I'll hop in and hop out. I just feel like I'm not alone in the water. You know? Zach, I watch my kids out there, dude. Like it's 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 like the middle of July and it's 95 degrees, and they're jumping off the pontoon boat and they're just having a blast. And, and all I can think of is the movie Jaws and how you know move the movement is what draws the fish to you, the, the sharks to you. And I'm looking at my little my five-year-old daughter, like her feet are like dangling i'm like all i can think of is this gigantic musky coming out of canadota lake and and lopping her leg off see that's because you know what lives in the lake you know <laughs> i feel like we did not pay attention last to last week's camden episode <laughs> at all yeah, this is a total this is a total degeneration from the scientific <laughs> aspect like, of things here all those muskies are uh, looking for revenge for the sore yeah. lips oh, I, I, I fished 99 percent of the time with katia and uh, i remember her having gold nail polish and she was releasing a fish and uh, she was terrified that another fish was going to see the gold and come up and grab it you know <laughs> well, that's because you that's because you catch so many fish on goldie she's not like, uh, scared of that i uh I, I have a question this is just like a generic. I've never asked this to anybody that's ever really gotten a booth at a show. I'm not sure Uh-oh. why. It's so about to get weird. It's about to get weird. It is about to get weird. I just want to know, like, Steve, I want to ask you first, and I want to go to Zach on this. Like, thinking about all the prep and all the stuff you guys got to do, like building baits, you know, set packing everything up for the, the booth. You know, all this stuff, you know, that goes with like the normal stress of going to a musky show from a vendor standpoint. Like how how much is that magnified when you are talking about essentially running a show like New York? Like, is it you guys are you feeling good right now? I'm sure you are. But like, can you speak to that level of stress? Maybe every single day I've got a stack in my garage that's New York. Musky Expo. Every single day, I pick something out of my house and I said, "Well, I forgot that," and I go put it in the expo pile. And I do that for every show, but this one's magnified a hundred times. And to give you an example, for the max, I drove twenty miles from my house, and I was like, "Where's my suitcase?" I had to turn oh. around, come right back, and get my clothes. I didn't so, know that story. <laughs> well, because because you normally don't tell people that stuff. But, <laughs> but, but there but there is a lot of pressure on that. That everything is stacked up out there, and what's not in that pile, I can buy at Walmart in Maysville. So yeah, so no, I mean everything's good to go. Everything's already lined up, and and like we were talking about the pizzas. Well, you know, me and Zach would forget throughout the show. So all that's ordered, they're going to be delivered at a certain time. 
So you don't have to worry about remembering to do it right now. Correct. So everything's taken care of for that. And we just couldn't get no, we couldn't get no bikini teams to come in and sell tickets. That was the only thing we were missing. Well, you know what? The hunks are here for a lot of things, but that's, we're not, we're not going to do that. Well, that's was our going to be our question. Are you guys <laughs> going to run the Chippendale hoops? Well, we're not going to we're not going to talk for Tom because he might do that. But I'm <laughs> yeah. just warning oh, okay. you guys. I'm warning you now. He's going to show up wearing nothing but Crocs, and that's it. <laughs> and if he shows up on Saturday night about eleven o'clock, he might <laughs> he might not be the only one. <laughs> Well, I, for one, am really, really looking forward to this show, man, because, uh, uh, you know, Musky Max is kind of the hometown thing. So I, 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 you know, it's not like a go away for the weekend type of thing for me where this one is going to be. It's going to be kind of, hey, you get to go away and and enjoy enjoy a weekend that's purely about musky bait making and tackle and and just talking to guys and other people about about this sport that we are all, you know, obsessed with. Already got the signature uh, musky hunks, banana hammock, steamed and pressed, ready to rock. Absolutely. I got colors. I think you guys are going to like how close you're going to get to these people, you know, that, that are in the industry that we've looked up to, you know, I, I remember the first time I met Joe Peterson was in Chicago. I was like, Joe, you know, big fan, big fan, you know, and I started telling him all this stuff, you know, and, uh, it's just neat to have, you know, five, 10 minutes, maybe an hour to sit and talk to someone that, that you have common interest with, you know, a lot of us, we, have different political views, different religious views. Some of us make more money than others, but you know, the musky fishing brings us together. Right. And, right. and that's, and this is a celebration of that. No, that's, that's a very good point that, you know, when you're talking muskies, you don't talk about the other stuff, you know, you don't talk about your political views. You don't talk about, you know, all this other bullshit that's going on in the world, which obviously is incredibly important. Um, not to downplay what's going on in this world, but, you know, to have a group of people that are similarly aligned in in what you want to do, and that is to catch musky and really to preserve and to because uh, that really I mean, you talk about musky fishermen. That's one of the biggest differences between a musky fisherman and anybody else is the desire to do it and yet still preserve the. You know the fish what other, what other fish gets preserved like a muskie i can't think of any maybe you know maybe, maybe some of these maybe maybe yeah. some of the atlantic salmon up in like newfoundland and new yeah. brunswick yeah. and stuff like that but yeah for for the everyday person no there's it's, it's a valued resource you know and through education and through um you know effort the the, the people have yeah, no, people people have become to they value the fish. Yes. They value the fish and they value I believe that they value the time and effort that goes into the bait makers that and the and all the people that are making the the terminal tackle and everything else that goes into this that you know, it's this is a big deal. Like you're 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 not just going to go to your local Walmart and buy something like this ever. You know, you're going to the things that are, are being made and, and being offered at this show 
are going to be something that you are going to have to search for if you can't find it, if, you, if you're not going to go to the show and buy it. You know what I mean? Like if you can't get a baker, I don't even know how I would go about buying a baker if if I if I wasn't going to come to the show. I mean, would I go to eBay or would I go to Facebook or, you know, this is the type of show where someone can walk right in and buy all of these things and and not only be able to buy them, but talk to the people that are creating these things. You know, and also another thing is uh, I know 99% of the vendors out there will make certain lures or certain colors only for the show. Yeah. So let's say you want a glow frog bumblebee glitter, you know, <laughs> that, that, that person might only offer it at one show and never again, you know, so, so it's. Um, so are you going to be offering anything uh, special for the show? Yeah, uh, well, maybe about four years ago, I started making a nine-inch shallow, and uh, this one would go up to the St. Lawrence, and uh, I remember trying it out on 40 Acre, and uh, it was about 9 o'clock at night, maybe 9.30, Katia and I were out there, pitch black out, and I was like, ah, oh, let's try this new bait. Made it about 15, 20 minutes, had a nice four-footer, and then... Uh, you know, between my son getting, you know, in, into sports, we had Corona that closed the border. I just stopped, you know, we didn't go up to the St. Lawrence for a few years. And uh, we went this last year and I was like, how come I never made any more of those nine inch shallows? So I've been holding off all winter to uh, present those at the New York Muskie show. I've also got a, nice. a shallow, shallow seven with a rubber tail that, um, I started working or started making for a guy that owns a sports shop out in Wisconsin last year. And uh, his name's Matt. And we were going back and forth about it and this and that. And ended up becoming his, um, you know, hottest bait of the year where he was getting multiple fish every time on it. And I didn't really say anything about it because I didn't have time to make that extra bait. So I'll, I'll have a few of those um, for the show. So these, these are baits that I have never offered before, you know, much less in, in colors that they've never been offered in. And, and I think the, there's a lot of bait makers out there that are going to do the same, you know, whether it's a new bait, a new um, color, you know, uh, a variation. They're, they want the, the vendors want to make something unique to draw you to their booth, you know, and um, I, I, I think for the for the customers coming through, you know, especially if you've never been to a musky show, your eyes are just going to be wide open. It might over, might even be overwhelming to some people, you know, at first, you know, if you've never seen anything like that. But like a kid well, I think it probably will be. I mean, because we've talked about in our last couple podcasts, like how overwhelming musky max can be if you don't know where you're going, if you don't know who the vendors are. You know, it, it can be a difficult thing to navigate. So, you know, I know you guys have released the map the floor plan for the New York Muskie Expo. So people can go online to Facebook and hopefully with this podcast, we'll put up a, uh, a vendor listing and we'll also put up a, a map for the, the, the booth vendor list. Uh, so that people can kind of, if they want to, they can make a plan, you know, they can say, Hey, here's where Baker is. Here's where DK is. Here's where, you know, whoever else is and, and how I'm going to go about it because man these things are overwhelming especially if you've never been to one of these shows before 
You know, but I, and I and I hope that the the average person that comes to the show, they come for that big job, but then they also check out every single booth that's there because there's a lot of options that we've never had before. I mean, um, I, I would consider the New York, Ohio, and Pennsylvania guys. I mean, fishing is very regional. Fishing is very regional. What certain the way people fish in Wisconsin is different than the way people fish in Minnesota, different than West yeah. Virginia. Fishing is very regional, and um, to expand our knowledge beyond our region, you know, is is only going to help us because a muskie is a muskie, no matter if it swims in Lake Mill Locks, you know, the James River in Virginia, you know, Virginia, or up in the St. Johns River, New Brunswick. A muskie is a muskie. You know, so if, if there's a technique and a way to catch them in New Brunswick, well, it's probably going to work in Ohio too. You know, at some point. So it's uh, there's there's a million ways to to catch a fish. You know, you can look at the you can just look at Chautauqua. You can catch them jigging, you can catch them trolling, you can catch them casting. You probably catch them on live bait and another way all in the same day you know so there's yeah. no one way to to do it and uh we just want to show you all the different options that are out there because you know i i fish my strength you know and and that's trolling but i know sometimes that hurts me you know um there's days where you know that you know that it's going to be better casting you know so um yeah so, Steve, what what do you have planned for your uh, I know you're making a bunch of baits. So you said you're making some bigger baits uh, that you wouldn't normally make for the West Virginia crowd. So what do you have in store? Uh, can you tell us a little bit about anything special that you have going on? Well, I mean, I did create a new collar today, but when I create a new collar, it's because I messed up one of my wranglers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always tell Zach, guys that can't paint glitter a lot of baits, so I glitter a lot of baits. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but now I got, I've got about 57 and a half inch wire thing. Half will be aluminum lip, half will be the poly lip. And then I've got around 40 or 59 inch baits. Oh. And those Boy, you've been busy, Steve. Well, they're not finished yet. I wish I had half of Steve's energy. This is well, yeah. he's fixing, fixing up his house to sell, packing yeah. up everything, you know, working. Yeah. You know, I don't know how he does it. I'm sitting here, time leaders. Yeah. 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 I don't have any downtime, but of course, I'll have all the terminal tackle ready for, you know, like Zach said, it's very regional. So you got the regions that like 200-pound leaders. you got the guys that like 80-pound leaders, 60-pound leaders, 100-pound leaders. The New York, Chautauqua area is 120-pound leaders. So, of course, I'll, I'll have all them tied in masses because I want everybody that wants one to get one. And as far as baits, I'm going to bring some of my smaller stuff because when I fished Chautauqua, I did really good on the small stuff. So I'll have a little bit of everything, you know, what time I have, I'll finish all the sevens and a halves and all the nines. And if I finish them up, I may even cut out a couple twelves and burn. Oh, some twelves, so, huh? Maybe. Oh, so, oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Steve, you're getting me real excited here. Oh, like I said, it's, <laughs> my excitement for the show is when the guy walks up to the booth and I know Zach, and Owen, oh, all of all the builders are the same. 
Hey, man, I caught a fish last week on your pumpkin seed perch with the white dog on it. Oh, yeah. Every, everybody loves hearing that story. Hey, I caught a fish on something you made. And that's why I work 14, 16, 18-hour days is because I want to be a part of everybody's experience. And I know now, you said you're, you're retiring. You're retiring. or You're in law enforcement, right? Correct. Okay, yeah. so obviously you're going to retire, and like, what's your plan? Are you going to just go into full time bait making, or do you you want to get another job? I'll, I've already ordered a new boat. I'm actually going to be moving to the Gulf in Florida. Oh, and I'll, and I'll be running some saltwater trips, but I'll also keep doing all the musky stuff, and I'll be flying back and forth doing all my musky trips. Very cool. I just want to so, let you know, if Steve being retired, he'll still work more hours than the rest of us. <laughs> uh, I just want to let you guys know that. Yeah, that may happen. So is that kind of a, a winters in Florida, summers up here plan? Uh, no, that's when I want to come back here, I'll come back here. <laughs> when the musky bite's hot. When the musky bite's on. Actually, we got a, 40, we got a 49 and a half yesterday. Oh, Did wow. you? Wow! Nice. nice. Yeah, yeah. So our bite's on right now. We we just find a lot of muddy water in my area. Was that in a lake or a river? That's Stonewall Jackson Lake. Okay. Yeah. You're gonna, uh, you're gonna send me the GPS coordinates on that one, right? Just if you if you want to show up tomorrow, we'll go. I'm off tomorrow. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Ryan. Uh, there you go, Ryan. I got a old school GPS coordinated coordinates. Yeah. Yeah. Be there, gentlemen. I yeah. want to bring up. Uh, I want to bring up a point. Something that I, I, Steve brings up all the time is you have to make you know the the areas aware of what they have. You know, down in West Virginia, over the past week, we've seen a new state record. Over the, you know six months before that, they had another state record. You're looking at a fishery that's peaking. But they're not putting the stocking in to replenish, you know, these lakes. Um, you know, so as long as we have a place that the muskies are valued, you know, Chautauqua Lake, as we're trying to make sure that this sticks, you know, is, is, if they're valued, the resources are going to be put in to make sure that it'll be there for a long time. You know, West Virginia, Steve, you're, you're telling me some years they haven't stocked, you know, and, and you have, you have a, you have a fishery that's doing outstanding right now, but what does the future hold? It's very uncertain, you know? Yeah. So if, if you can bring a lot of publicity to an area and say, this is a, a valued resource, in my opinion, it'll be, produ it'll be conserved better. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah that's what I think it I'd, I'd like to think it's doing good. That I mean, I saw that muskie on uh, whatever the MSN homepage yesterday morning at work. Uh, that's that awesome. Fifty-one pounder. Yeah, it's all over. Yeah, as nationwide. If, I, if I had a nickel for every time I've had that thing sent to me in the last week or whatever, it's you know been. what? You want to hear something <laughs> funny? I, dude, I got a message today from a guy I work with. He sent me a article, and it was for a new state record caught in the state of Maryland. And this fish was like 31 pounds or something. And he's like, telling me, he's like, look at the size of this fish. I'm like, have you seen the West Virginia fish yet? Yeah. He's like, I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. I'm like, how do you not know? It is oh, everywhere. <clears throat> and how awesome is it? I think it's, I think it's super cool that it was caught from shore too. 
you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, because not everyone's got twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars to go through right. on a on Absolutely. a boat, and then you need the same amount for a truck to go. You know, it's it's neat that you know the person was able to show up with a fishing pole and a net, and they were able to create history. To me, that's special. Absolutely, because I, you know, I think one of the things that this podcast is is geared towards is the is the folks that probably don't have the fifty thousand dollar boats. You know, we're we're more towards the the beginners. You know, we're we're the the guys who are are learning. You know, and and the idea that you can catch that type of caliber of a fish from shore is just life altering. But you know, that's also that goes to the we've talked about the um the the fish from here in pa uh howard wagner howard wagner's that was from shore yeah i mean that was in that was in february i think in from shore i mean that's that's in that's crazy that's awesome i think it's the that thing that you know the rivers are often overlooked yes especially in the winter you know in this type of weather where you know, these big fish, big, big fish are probably a little bit more, you know, willing to move up into more shallow waters and they're more accessible. Steve told me where that, where that West Virginia state record it was. He goes, it was, he goes, you would laugh at how small of a creek it was that it came really? out of. That small. Yeah. Even the stream that runs by my house. You don't have to cast overhand it. I can pitch all the way across it. No kidding. So, yeah, and we catch, I mean, there's multiple 50s caught out there all the time. The little Kanawha, which is the stream the state record was caught out of, there's areas of it that are 35 foot across. Right. So, so very, very small. Yeah. Hard to get, hard to get to in a lot of places. And they, they're just a lot of fish in them. So how was that? Do you know the area? You know, I'm sure we don't know the exact area, but the where that fish was caught, was that someplace that they like had to really trek to get to? Or was that like a, you know, pretty standard, hey, I can get on the, get on shore and because there are places on the Allegheny where you can do that. You know, it, you it just... looked like I was joking with Steve. It looked like they took about twenty steps from the parking lot. Right. That's that's how it looked <laughs> yeah. to me. Yeah. It, it's right below the camping area. I mean, I can't tell you right where he caught it because I won't. But I caught multiple, multiple fish right on the same rock he was standing on. Yeah. <laughs> and that's and so has. I mean, it's just a very. It's that place is very easy to get to, and it's just a great place to fish. And it's it's an overlooked place. I mean, a lot of our streams are overlooked, and it's really easy to overlook them because you got Stonewall Jackson Lake that's coming on so strong. So a lot of guys give up on the rivers, but the rivers in our area are holding some monster fish. Yeah, Donnie. I don't want to get too far off topic, but I'm just curious now since we're talking about it, Steve, these uh, these small rivers and stuff that you're fishing and talking about down here, is this is there any type of stocking going on in that or is that all natural fisheries or that fish that he that Luke caught 
that fish can come in and out of the dam. That's one of the few dams that the fish can go in and out of. So I'm sure that was a lake fish that come through for the spawn. Okay. Now, now very, very few of our fish actually, I mean, they all go through the spawn in motions, but we have very, very, very little natural reproduction. But that is one stream, the little canola does have a little bit of natural reproduction in it. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, I'm sure that was a lake fish and it, it would have went back to the lake. That's very cool. Uh, well, guys, we are, we're at about, we're getting to about an hour and a half here. So I want to just kind of do a, a quick circle around and see what else we wanted to talk about. Uh, Steve, you had mentioned maybe some type of raffle at the beginning or the onset of this. Do we want to uh, do that or? Let's do it right now. Since you mentioned it, pick a number between one and 104. One and 104. Ooh, who, who wants to pick that one? Donnie. Let's go with Donnie. Six. Wow. Ooh, really? Low. Six it is. Six it is. I, I will look back on the post and give you a winner's name here just in a couple of minutes. Congratulations, number six. Lucky Mercury. I always, if I'm picking a number, I always pick six. It's six time Super Bowl champions, baby. Come on. Oh my God. There you go. What was that giveaway for? That was the, uh, one of the other early bird raffles? No, I, was, I threw a bait down just trying okay. to promote the show. Oh, wow. Congratulations, oh, okay. number six. Yeah, you no, said it, was a, it was a wired Freddy glitter. So, dude i've been staring at that thing since since you brought it up i'm, I'm like sitting on my phone here i'm just staring at it i'm like mm. i didn't even uh, i didn't even know i didn't even realize i didn't realize that was uh that was something we were giving away here i'm i'm thrilled man that's awesome yeah. we could have had 109 people instead of we had a 106 you know yeah. <laughs> freddie's been good to me i got one that's close to cracking the 100 fish mark <laughs> Is that uh, a glitter? Is that a fr- is no? That a it's glitter? not a glitter. It's a, okay. just. It was one of the Chautauqua specials from 2020. Boy, oh, wow. what do you So from the old Muskie Max? Yeah, from Muskie Max when we did it. Yeah, you had how many fish on it? It's close to 100. Seriously? Yeah, oh, yeah. That's awesome. Hey, that like big old smile. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Dude, I don't know That's many. Awesome. I don't know many baits that have caught near that amount of fish. To be honest, it's, dude, I haven't caught a hundred muskies. I have more. I, I guarantee, I've not caught a hundred muskies. If there's so a that, fish so in the water that is willing to eat, it's, it'll hit that bait. So that you just run it every time out. Not every time. I don't take it to uh, tuning. It's a. That's a. There's too much good junk in the water there. No, see, that's, that's an awesome story to hear. It puts, you know, a little smile on my face, you know. Oh, yeah. It does become a grind after a while, you know. Any job does. So, you know, to hear the success stories, you know, it helps fire you up a little more. So that's oh, awesome, yeah. Nick. That's awesome. So, uh, what else do we want to talk about? We talked about the hotels. We talked about the raffles, the kids. Um you know, just a lot of excitement. Um, just know I'm everybody. excited, man. I'm I'm oh, yeah. I'm pumped up to be a part of it. And you know, I really think that this is something that's going to be different for people. There's a reason for people to travel to to be here. There's it it to come to this show. You know, the you've eighty nine dollars for a hotel room. 
where the hell are you going to get a, a place to stay for $89? I mean, you know what I mean? Like it's, that's, that's an incredible price to come and hang out with people, talk to people about musky fishing, maybe talk to some bait makers. You know, I, I just think it's, it's a really cool be, thing. I think there's going to be just as much fun after the show as during the show. You know, uh, uh, I think there's going to be some good times, and I and I know that there's going to be stories to be told about this weekend. You know that about this you know fishing show. There'll be stories gosh. to be told. Who's our winner? Dave Vizendi. Dave Vizendi right. won that. Congratulations, Dave. Dave. I know awesome. Dave. Dave. Dave just had a, one of the coolest uh, carvings. Mm -hmm. I think he had like a 54-inch, you know, um, musky out of the Larry, and he ended up uh, having a guy carve it for him. Is that Hans uh, the Carver that did it? No, this this was another guy. It's a it's an Adirondack Carver. Okay. And, okay. Uh, but same thing, you know, it's a, it's a wood, you know, both of, both of awesome. those guys, both of those guys have more skill in their pinky than I have in my body, you know, and um, yeah, we, we know Dave, Dave would give us a lot. We'd be up on the Larry and Dave's like, go here, go here. We're like, we just tried it. It sucks. You know? <laughs> the rule is if, Dave, if Dave's not a listener, he doesn't win. So, so Dave's got to actually be a listener. You have to hear it to win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Must, must oh, be a listener wow. to win. Yeah, that's awesome. No, we'll uh, that hopefully it'll make them happy. Hopefully, so Donnie, go ahead. So, I have kind of a question for Zach and Steve. Uh, when we're talking about the lore of the Muskie show, you know, for me, I know around here, especially when I was first starting out, like even we talk about all the, the hard to get stuff, you know, the bakers and, and the DKs and the heavy hitters, you know, uh, supernatural, uh, but. You know, sometimes, like for me, getting started in these shows, it's it's even in musky fishing, especially around here. Like, there's nowhere where you could just go and put your hands on a musky rod or a, a real musky net or just right. the basic things of musky fishing. Like, right. we don't have stores like that to carry that kind of stuff, that kind of equipment. You know, even something as simple as a booker depth rating like there's nowhere really around here necessarily that you can just walk in and put your hands on one of those and buy one uh i don't know if it's like that where you guys are located in west virginia and in new york but sometimes i think we lose sight of that once we've been in this a while because we're looking towards you know the more rare stuff but it actually yeah, really, really is neat to be able to just to, to see all these things, you know, something even just like a, a bulldog, a mag bulldog that you can't you can't get anywhere unless you're ordering online, but you don't ever get to see it first and, and put your hands on. it. Is it like that where you're at? Uh, you know, you when we go up here to our local field and stream, you can buy, you know, a bulldog, you can buy, you know, a cowgirl and. Right. And that's right. A, about That's it. about it. But right. one, one, one thing that, you know, I, I really like about shows is, is that's where I go and get my rods. When was the last time any of you guys ordered a rod online? I mean, how much was shipping? You can't right. get, it, a, it, you can't get yeah. anything over eight foot anymore. Exactly. So, you know, you can go to a musky show. You can buy the rods you need. You, you can get them, you know, home. It's, it's hassle-free. You know, I know that's a big item that I go to shows for is, you know, a rod. 
you know. So at, uh, the, at the New York show, what type of rod vendors are? I know Cra- Crashes is going to be there, right? Yeah, Crashes Landing and uh, Chaos. 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 Yeah, no, but you know, just just for some of the big stuff like rides, you, you can't get anything like that. You know, if if I wanted to go this weekend and I needed a trolling rod, I'd end up buying some salmon downrigger rod right. that is not what I need. Some dipsy di- dipsy diver or something. I'd, I'd end up buying exactly an Okuma eight foot dipsy diver medium yep. action, and the whole time I'd say, why did I just blow eighty bucks in the wrong direction? Right. You know, it's not right. what I needed. Um, you know, musky, getting into musky fishing, it, it is a financial commitment, you know, and how far you take it is up to you. Um, but, you know, at first it, it is expensive, you know, the trolling reels, you know, buying buying a half dozen, you know, trolling reels. Um, and some of the seminar I was going to say, you can you what what do I use? you know, is, is different than maybe what, you know, someone on TV might use, you know, I'm quite right. happy with an old Kuma Convector 30, you know, that, that does everything I need to do. I use them for trout. I use them for salmon. I use them for muskies. You know, do you need that, you know, Dakota? And, you know, it depends, you know. Steve, you had your hand up. Did you uh, have something there? Well, uh, I lost, I lost service there when you guys were talking about when Donnie was asking his question, when we put the vendor list together, this the vendors that we really try to get in there is for the absolute beginner to the most experienced angler, even to the collector. But if a beginner is walking in there, they're going to have the different options on the rods, the reels, the nets. I heard Donnie mention that. Nets. It's hard to find a good net in the show, and if you find one online, you're going to be paying you know, right. fifty dollars to have it right. shipped. So we'll have, you know, all that's going to be at the show. Crashes landing, we'll have different. You'll have high end reels, low end reels. You got match reel repair that'll have reels. Different vendors will be carrying the stuff to answer Donnie's question, and they'll be carrying the gear from the beginner. Like said, two day experience fishing. And I, yeah, I just think that's what's really, really great about these shows. And, and uh, you know, I, that's what I really look forward to is, you know, just, just being able to really look at some of this stuff that otherwise you got to order online and, you know, you don't really get to, to see it until it shows up at your door or whatever. So it, it's, I think that's really cool. Exactly. Well, yeah, I know there's times when I order things and you open up that package and you're all pumped and you open it up and you go, this isn't what I expected. Right. You know, that's that's not going to happen when you're here and you're you're actually talking to the vendors and you're you're asking them questions and you're and you're finding the, what's going to work best for you. You know, because mm-hmm. like we said, there's a million ways to do the same thing. It's just whatever works for you. Right. Well, we've talked about on our on our Musky Max podcast that, you know, one of the there's there's a, a sort of a couple of different types of people that come to these shows. There are the, the people that only want to buy the baits, you know, that, that they're there just to buy baits and they don't really give a shit about anything else. Then there are the people who want to buy the baits, but also really want to talk to people and learn more about, you know, what they're buying. And I think there's the third group of people that are 
there because they're curious and they are so totally overwhelmed and intimidated. They don't talk to anybody and they don't buy much of anything because they're just it's just so overwhelming and just such an over, you know, over the top type of experience. Um, you know, I think that a show like New York, like you got to you got to tell people like, hey, there's going to be something for everybody, you know, like mm-hmm. you you don't have to be the musky expert to, to come to this show and, and enjoy it. Like you can be a, a novice, you can be a beginner and come and still, you know, have an opportunity to talk to bait makers and learn about bait making or, you know, it, it, whatever you want to learn about, about musky fishing, there's going to be something here at the New York show to, uh, to, to talk about. Yeah. And even at, you can ask somebody, any, you know, probably anybody in any one of the booths, if you're, if you're looking to buy a rod, quiz people, what do you, you know yeah. I mean? ask them what right. they would buy. Yeah. Well, it, yeah and especially if you want to buy, if you, if you think you want to buy a certain person's bait, you know, and you, you say, Hey, what's, you know, how do you fish this? Like what, what rod do you fish with? I mean, I think we could probably all point, point the beginner in their first rod, but uh, there's so there's something totally different about actually being able to put it in your hand and feel it and you know hold it where you can't do that when you're buying it from the musky shop online you can't do that if you're buying it from ebay you know you got to go to a show like this put your hands on this stuff actually talk to the people that are selling it the people that are making it and that's going to give you a much greater insight into why you're buying something, you know, like, you know, why am I buying this rod as opposed to that rod? And, and I guess it comes down to is the goal of having these musky shows is to help people shorten their learning curve. How right. do you, how do you make the most of your time? A lot of us don't get a fish five days a week. You know, if we get a fish one to two days a month and we don't get to pick our days, you know, we, we have to make the most of, of our time and our, you know, experience. And when I, when we first started on Chautauqua, the, the things were a lot different, you know, uh, you would hear about Wiley's. You didn't really know how to get a Wiley, you know, you just heard about them, you know, and God forbid you'd see someone come by your, your, uh, fishing area with a Wiley sticker on their boat. You're like, Oh my gosh, those guys are experts, you know? And, um, and just being able to get access to baits and information. No one talked. I mean, when we first started fishing Chautauqua, we would take off our suics at the end of the day and put on like a little bass spinner bait, you know, just to, just to change it up in case people saw us, you know, when we were unloading at the dock, you know, people were very secretive. Um, I, I think in today's age, the information is, is a hundredfold to when I first started. And, um, that's, you know, part of the reason I started up the Muskie Inc. Club and part of the reason that I, I want this show to go over well is because I want more people to experience what, what something that we're passionate about, right? Isn't that the reason you got that, you know, cottage home with, with the kids? Because you, you want them to experience something that is, has had a profound impact on your life. And hopefully, absolutely, and hopefully, you know, it, it means something to them where they pursue it. You know, here's a and question like for said, you. It's, it, it's kind of oh, go ahead, go ahead, Nick. Was uh, was the Redwood Ranch still a thing when you got started? I, I, it was, it, it might have been, yeah. you know, but I we never went there, 
Um, I was about three different times over the past two weeks. I go, Zach, you need to paint up some Redwood Ranch. And I just haven't. <laughs> I just haven't. Um, it was that bubblegum color, you know, with the green. And I just, uh, I, I've, I've only painted probably about six in my life. And every time I did, everyone looked at it like, what is that thing? That's a, <laughs> yeah. I was excited to see the, uh, the Lakewood color at the Musky Max. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny how, you know, lures getting names, right? I guess yeah. you could figure out how that one got its name. <laughs> you know, trolling around, there's a lot of times, you know, I'm sure you see that tying your bucktails and everything else. That sometimes you, you make something that works and other times it doesn't, you know, and you just, you just try them out and everything has its day, right? Yeah, sure. Well, I am, I am personally looking forward to this New York Muskie Expo. Oh, yeah. I got my hotel. I got my cameras charged. I am ready to go. I am Ryan, we're pumped. Ryan, we're pumped to have you. Um, and then, yeah, what is Ryan? What would you say is the toughest part of your job? You know, because you you came in and you came in as you know, you know, uh, just a, a normal fisherman, and now a you're fanboy. Bringing enough money, and now now you are part of the industry. I guess That's what is right. what's been the most eye opening, you know, um, part of it. Uh, I mean, nothing's really changed for me. I'm still having fun, Zach. I'm I'm just swinging a camera around like I always do. So it's uh, I don't know, man. It's I think it, I think the interesting part for me is being able to work with guys a little more closely, like. You know, for example, at Max, I, I got the relationship with Sean and, uh, you know, that's the biggest difference is just having more of a direction than me just walking into a show. You know, it's like it, it, it's all for fun. It's not for anything other than that. But I get excited when I get a chance to interview, you know, the Steve Golds and the Zach Bakers and, you know, all these other guys that that contribute to the industry and, and make me excited to go to these shows like that's that's what it is. And that's what it's it's always going to be about, you know, just being able to kind of learn more, you know, consistently year to year and just build relationships with guys that I have so much respect for and just kind of show people what these type of expos can be. You know, that's always been my goal. You know, it was like, Hey, there's this really awesome thing going on here. If you come out and you put some positive energy into it, you can come away with a lot more than you put in. And that's, that's the whole idea behind what I do. And that's kind of what I hope it will continue to be. Well, thank you very much for, you know, helping Steve and I out to um, have a successful event. The, the appreciation is genuine and um, yeah, we just know that we're excited. We hope it's a great event. You know, um, I'm sure it's going to be a huge learning curve. You know, I'm sure there's things that next year, you know, we'll do different than this year, Right. you know, but just, just know that's that we're going to give it, know that we're going to give our honest, you know, best effort. And, uh, you know, we're not perfect, but we're going to try our best. I promise you that we're going to, we're going to try to make everyone happy. You know, it doesn't matter if you're a vendor if you're, you know, if you're the person just strolling through, cause you heard it on the radio, we're going to do our best. Hey guys, if there's something that you want to see at the show, send me or Zach a message, and if we can make it happen, we will. I mean, we yeah. want this show. For, we want this show for everybody. So, like I said, if there's something that we don't have lined up at the show, just send us a message, and we'll see if we can get it, and make it happen. You, you know, gu
both on uh, Facebook, got Messenger on there. Gmail is the easiest to get okay. me at. But, but on the flip side of that, you know, Steve was saying, you know, next year, what are things we could do better? You know, and also let us know maybe things that we're doing right. You know, maybe maybe things that you enjoyed about it. So we should have a little comment box, you think? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. maybe maybe that's a good idea, you know. We, we may not want to see that. I was going to say, I'm sure there'd be, I'm sure there'd be a few people that give us, give us something to read, huh? Got a I, shot. I know. I know that the that at least I I think all the hunks are planning on coming up, right? I mean, I'm gonna have the booth, and I, I asked Steve we're, we're gonna be making it kind of like a a half and half. It's gonna be Big O's Bucktails, but also Musky Hunks podcast uh, booth. So hopefully the the whole group is gonna be up there at least at some point. I know Donnie's got some fatherhood duties that are more pressing than others because yeah, you know, I remember when I had a newborn, I wasn't taking yeah. a weekend off so uh we're gonna give donnie we're gonna get, cut donnie a break on that but i do no think pass. he's gonna come up for a little bit no pass uh, yeah i don't know about the weekend but i'm hoping to at least make it up for saturday uh yeah. Ryan, do you think you'll be able to do something like where you did the recap of the max are you gonna do something like that that's my goal i just uh yeah. we need to sit down and talk about what the vision is and then i'll do best i can to deliver it that's all <laughs> Yeah, so, no, you uh, rock, you rock, and it's 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 exciting to see you walk into a place and how many people know you because of your effort. Uh, you know, you've been putting in. So uh, you know, you guys are doing an awesome, son. awesome job. It's appreciated. I last night I, I woke up at one o'clock in the morning, couldn't sleep. I was telling uh, Ryan, I was watching the Leo where you guys went to his shop. You know, and it's it's just neat to see stuff like that so what you guys are doing is really neat it's eye-opening and uh you know just know that it's appreciated out here by you know people at one in the morning that can't sleep you know <laughs> ryan doesn't get nearly enough credit for he doesn't give himself nearly enough credit for for the following that he's built with the videos that he's made you know put a lot of hard work into and i feel like like you said zach at the beginning he was you know like we all, we all have been, you know, just the, the guy looking in from the outside, looking in and through his hard work and his literal dedication to this musky fishing and the things like musky max and the local musky community, like he has built this following that makes, I mean, look, I mean, guys like Greg Thomas and, and those guys are, are, are asking him to, to do you know, videos for musky road rules and whatnot, you know, like he's, you know, this is, a, this is becoming a big, he's becoming a big deal. I don't know about Hulse, that. Hulse, Hulse is a nice person too. You know, that, that goes a long way too. It definitely well, I, does. I think I, what we can all agree on is right, yeah. when you see Ryan do these videos or do these types of things, like, look at that smile right now. You right. can see. He genuinely his, enjoys it. He loves it. And I think that yes. reflects through everything he does. And that's absolutely what makes Ryan great. Well, and enough, of, it goes. Uh, enough of this. I appreciate it. <laughs> But we're, we're, we're looking for, I am a little bit, we're looking forward to New York. When I get out there, oh, yeah. I got, uh, I got absolutely. Some, I got a refresh bait list. My wife's probably going to kill me, but I'll probably spend, spend money. And it's going to say the, the ever blocked on YouTube. So she can't nah, watch your videos. Nah, she knows everything. She's uh, she's, she gets alerts every time I swipe my card and it's a musky bait. 
<laughs> I hear about well, let it. Let me say this. Let me say this to to any of the potential bait makers or the exhibitors that are going to be at Muskie uh, at at the New York show. Like if I think we're probably going to bring our microphones if we want to record an episode or two. If anybody wants to talk, sit down and talk to us. You know, as a group, you know, we can I'm sure we could make that happen. I know we talked about possibly doing that at Muskie Max, but I think that that's something we should at least put out there into the universe that if say, anyone's coming. Yeah. Like if anyone's coming and they want to sit down and talk like we will, we will be there and we'll, you know, we can we can make something work and we will hopefully be able to do a recap episode afterwards with, uh, you know, to, to kind of go over everything that happened at the New York show and what to expect moving forward. As long as we know there's no cameras at the after party, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Just say, do they do they allow microphones in the Chautauqua County Jail? Uh, <laughs> Donnie, guys. When, when, when you have your bait money and your bail money put aside for the show, you know there's problems. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm not licensed to practice in New York, so I can't help you guys up there. <laughs> Just joking. Yes, thanks for having us on. Absolute blast. You guys are doing phenomenal. You know, I was begging Ryan two weeks ago to have me on, and you know, I, I appreciate it. This has been a lot of fun, guys. I really appreciate. Uh, Donnie, I see you got a question. I, I gotta ask the I gotta ask the, the Zach Baker question that I can't believe we didn't get to yet, at least or, or I missed. But I mean, what kind of arsenal are we gonna have at, at the at the New York show? Are we gonna have more bakers than ever before? Are we? We come and load it up because, I mean, I, we talk about the draws. I think the big draw here is still Zach Baker. So what, uh, I'll be, what's this I'm booth sure. going to look like? I'm going to be – I'm going to try to make it as full as possible. I work every single day, you know, no different than if I own a pizza shop, like I said. And right. I'm going to do my best. I'm sure I'll be clear-coating the night before the show. So it's it's work, work, work. I'm going to – I'm going to try to bring things that work at Chautauqua, things that I would use, things that I'm confident in saying, you know, like a Freddy. I'm confident in saying, hey, fish this sooner or later when the sun, the moon, and the stars all align, you're going to get a fish, you know. Then Those Freddies are bad luck. Don't, nobody buy those. Yeah. Yeah. Throw them away. Give them, you know what? You should, you should bring them to the lore swap for that Saturday night and give them all to Nick Fiesler. That's right. Mr. Fiesler. Yep, that's exactly right. Do that. Well, yeah. like I, have to, I have to paint tomorrow again, so maybe I'll try to make a couple more. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, uh, listen, guys, I, I really appreciate you guys coming on. I yeah, know from you. a from an exhibitor standpoint, I'm I'm excited about coming up to New York. Uh, I'm excited about seeing me talking to all the people that are going to be up there. And I, I personally appreciate the work that you two have done in putting all of this together, because if it isn't for guys like you, this stuff does not happen. And, you know, and if this stuff does not happen, then, you know, these baits are not getting out to, to people as, as they would. Cause you know, this, as we've talked about, you can't just walk into Cabela's and, you know, and Dick's and buy this type of musky gear. This is bespoke. This is, you know, as custom as you can possibly get. And you can get anything that you, you can imagine in terms of musky fishing at this show. So please, extra gas money. You know, I get it. Things suck. Like the economy is what it is. But, you know, uh, the bottom line is that we're all going to fish muskies this year, right? 
We're all dreaming of better it, days, yeah. right? Yeah. Owen's gonna yeah, pay like, for we're all going to fish gas. muskies. <laughs> Owen's paying for everyone's gas. Well, yeah. I'm not going to make that promise, but <laughs> well, you're invited half the country to Canada with you. <laughs> well, but, but I think the reason we go to shows is to build that excitement because we all have dreams, we all have aspirations, we all yeah. want to have accomplishments, and, and it all starts somewhere. And, and I think nice. it starts with information. Nice to talk about muskies outside your basement, like I am right now. Yeah. <laughs> when i went down to pittsburgh it was the first time i joined society i think it was the first time i'd been out of my uh basement since tear season ended you know so <laughs> it'll, it'll be a good time you know there's a lot of friendly faces and the more years you do it you know the more people you know and you know if someone's missing sometimes you wonder about them hey are they all right is their family okay you know the the friendships right. you build you know is is definitely a plus well again guys i can't i can't thank you too enough and i am really looking forward to to this show the first of hopefully many of new york musky expos Wait, yeah. if you have any questions take a look on facebook new york musky expo it's got everything from the location to the times um it's going to be nine to five on saturday and then we have the lure swap afterwards and we have nine to two on sunday uh, with seminars going on every day. Make sure the uh, you guys get the ATM fully stocked for all those uh, multiple, the panic buys. Multiple yeah. ATMs. I hope the ATM and the bar are stocked for all the yeah. customers. There you go. <laughs> Steve, well, Zach, thank you guys very much. You're doing a, thank you're you. killing it. I'm excited. Yeah. This is going to be a great show. You guys work hard, and we're all looking forward to it. So thank you guys for all that you do. Awesome, guys. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for having us. See you, fellas. Yep, thanks, guys. Yep, thanks. I had to shake him on my last case. Big O don't play.